This podcast is part of E2C Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience. David Housel said it best, the whole of the Auburn experience. It encompasses so many crazy and maddening things. That's a little bit of a hint what we're talking about today. But all the things that it encompasses, people, places, places to eat, things to see, things to do, at its heart, at its core, it is all about our sports. It is all about our culture, and it is all about our family. And because the Auburn experience is all about family, I got to have an Auburn family here with me, your host, Kyle Loomis. I welcome back my co-host, Mr. Austin Scott, to the show. What's going on, sir? War Eagle, Kyle. Glad to be back for episode number 27. As our friend Brian told us pre-show, the Robinson Therese episode. We've thought Brandon about Cox, Brandon Jacobs, uh, Jarquez Hunter for us some current flavor. Need to think of some. Well, there is no 27 in basketball because seven is not an official number. But I'm sure there's a baseball player I'm, I'm missing as yeah. 127 at some point. But uh, yes, back for episode number 27. And Kyle, the people don't know that you and I have actually seen each other in person since our last recording. That is true. That is true. Usually this is the part of the show where we just bounce around everything, but we're going to jump right into it here. We had a, we're going to talk March Madness stuff, folks, and we're going to get to that after our first segment here, but we got to talk about, I had a pretty fun weekend in Auburn and there was a pretty significant event that happened outside of like baseball and stuff like that. Gymnastics played, played, that's not right. Uh, competed. Sure. A- athletic. I don't I'll allow it. <laughs> Thank you for your, you know, <laughs> for your approval on that. Competed in their final home meet of the season, which means that not only is there a senior class of uh, very special athletes, that's the last time that we got to see them in there. And amongst those are some familiar names like Darian Goborn, Cassie Stevens. And obviously, even though she's not a senior, the final time even though she didn't compete of suny lee being there so i'll talk about you know some other things i got to do on my trip but i just kind of want to open it up with that austin um you have seen the final time um of suny lee being an athlete at auburn happen how does it make you feel yeah i mean it's kind of crazy it's over so fast right um we we all knew she kind of had some bigger aspirations even though when she came to auburn it was like is she gonna stay here four years there were some questions um, and I mean, she made known pretty, pretty early on, she wanted to get back and defend her, uh, her title at the Olympics. And so her gold medal at the Olympics. And so, um, she announced pre season, which I thought was great. Uh, we could, you know, take solace in the fact and, mm-hmm. and watch her for a final time throughout the season, um, that she would not be returning after her sophomore year. And so, um, yeah, it, it happened so quick it feels like that she came in was this phenomenon lived up to every part of the hype she could possibly be and is now gone i do not think you know we've run into this over the last decade and a half at auburn where some high profile athletes come to auburn and all anyone on the national side of things or the across the state side of things want to talk about is well they're just using auburn who would want to go to auburn when you're that competitive, they're just using Auburn to get to the next. They don't even like Auburn that much. They're hardly ever there. I do not think this is the last time you'll see Suni Lee in Auburn or in Neville arena. um, Because it's, it was painfully obvious how much she loves Auburn, Alabama, her university. Uh, I hope she comes back and gets her degree so that she can, she can say that it is her alma mater for, and graduated from there. Um, But just, 
fantastic to be able to watch her short career at Auburn. Um, hate we didn't get to see her this past week. Hopefully we get to see her in the SEC championships and, and beyond. Uh, but just a fantastic career for Suni Lee, uh, one with numerous records, as they mentioned in her, uh, I guess not a little like a senior spotlight, but a, a uh, farewell, I guess, over the when she was given her flowers and, and whatnot. But hmm. uh, man, just awesome to see someone like that come in and fall in love with Auburn, just like any of us else who did, who don't compete for athletics, uh, who just attend the school and, and or grew up around it. Um, so just super cool to see and, and Auburn's going to miss her far beyond gymnastics speaking. Oh, absolutely. But the great thing about uh, being part of this family is that we celebrate you. We follow you. We get involved with what you do after this point, you know, Jabari and Walker finding that out. There are plenty of other people and athletes and other you know, positions that have found that out. You know, that's happened in track and field uh, and, and swimming and diving. Uh, Christy Coventry has been followed by the Auburn family when she was swimming in the Olympics and all that kind of stuff. And there's no mistaking that the world follows Suni Lee when she heads there, but we will, there'll be a special contingency of Auburn fans following her. I'll be honest with you. So when I had planned this weekend out, I had originally ordered these tickets at the beginning when the tickets were first announced, because I wanted to be at the last one hedging my bets that Sunni wouldn't get hurt. Ironic, right? Uh, <laughs> that some nothing would go wrong and just wanting to be there for senior night, essentially. Cause I figured they would do what they did is she would, once she had announced she was done for the, after the season, they would give her some special send off, which I thought was appropriate in absolutely the significance that she's had here. But also I think they did it without making big to do about her. They didn't put her at the beginning or the end. They, they did them alphabetical order. You know, I, I believe it was alphabetical order and yep. she just came up just like Darian did, just like Cassie Stevens, did, just like Aria Brush did just, you know, everybody came up there like they were a senior to be honored. And I, I really, really love that. Uh, in the middle of the meet, I did make my way over to sit down near Austin. I stared at the back of his head for much of the, <laughs> for much of the meet. Uh, so he probably was probably glad of that. So I wouldn't talk his ear off <laughs> him and his, his lovely wife, Emily, the entire time. But I ran down there a few times and got to see him. So Austin and I just don't stare at each other here in the podcast. Every no. week. We actually do meet up in person sometimes. I, I'm sure Austin wishes it was a few less times, but it happens. We've had our interactions. Uh, the first i mean a lot of people don't even know that you and i probably for a long time it was just staring at each other through the computer or texting or talking on the phone until uh, a tip off at tumors when we actually got to meet in person um, was it you so, yeah that was it you that came and found me or did i find you uh we were texting but i, I think i came and found you through the crowd the random guy holding night. up a, a phone or something like reporting yeah. everything. Yeah. That, that wasn't that's too right. fun. <laughs> now everybody's doing it. That, that's the crazy thing about this is I've been trying to do this stuff forever and now everybody's trying to do it. And it's like, ah, you know, you get, you get swamped up in, in all of the Auburn <laughs> content creators now. Uh, back to this stuff. great weekend. I actually ended up going to tennis matches too, which ended up being, I hate, I didn't get to stay for the end of that because it ended up being kind of crazy into it. And I watched the lead up to that. So if you ever get a chance to go over to the Arbor tennis center and watch tennis matches, men or women, I encourage you to do so. It's actually a lot of, there's a lot of energy out there too. Uh, but back to that final night there, obviously we would be remiss if we didn't mention, um, you know, we've already mentioned a couple of names, but Darian Goborn, her importance to this program, a lot of people, myself included, I feel like probably used so much to Austin. When we heard Darian was coming back, Suni was coming back, 
really the pieces were all back for a championship run. And while, as we sit here recording the show, that's still on the table. Um, It hasn't really amounted to that in terms of how the season has gone. While there's been some really good moments this year, thus far, it feels like we haven't really peaked. Is that a fair statement? Yeah, I think that's fair. And like you said, when Suni announced she's coming back, Darion announced she's coming back. Sophia Growth had an incredible freshman year. It's another one. Kind of slid back down sophomore year and and is figuring out her own self while trying to push herself as well. Um, Olivia Greaves, a freshman, was supposed to come in and and start, um, you know, and then you lose seniors who had been there so long that were steady, like Drew Watson. Um, everything was there. It looked like this was a year Auburn was had gotten to the final four and was going to push for a national championship. Like you said, still on the table and absolutely can happen. We hope SUNY can compete again, but this team has been able to show that they're not just SUNY and the gang, right? Last night, a season high on bars, which is, Oh, by the way, the best in the world wasn't competing with them while doing <laughs> and it. And we still won it <laughs> and still won. And so um, it's all there for them still. And, and I think that that's encouraging to a lot of the Auburn family. And I hope it is because, you know, that kind of atmosphere that's been in Neville arena the past couple years um, had been building toward that. And SUNY kind of was the one who lit the, lit the flame to, to send the firecracker off. But I hope that that continues now that we've made kind of connections with the rest of these girls and, and that we've seen, Hey, they're just as talented as SUNY has been at some point. So let's, mm. Uh, let's give them their fair respect and um but there's still a lot left like you said on the on the table for this team and and i hope that they go far that they've got the personnel and the ability to do so i I will tell you though as much as we will miss all these seniors suny involved in that discussion too we will always miss from now on our queen and the energy that she brings to that arena on that final floor routine every single time i mean it, it it rivals this might be a little hyperbole. It rivals some basketball games. Like just those kind of, you know, maybe those mid excitement games for basketball, but it, it gets loud in there for that girl. Yes. And um, she is some kind of special person. When we have a conversation at some point, when some of these slower periods, we'll, we'll talk about some of these things, maybe Mount Rushmore type of conversations. I think we probably already put Darian Goborn up on the Mount Rushmore of Auburn Gymnastics. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and then you I think that that was something where she did not get the score. Uh I think she ended up with 9875 on her yeah, final. Yeah, it was pretty low team. for I was surprised. Um, there there were some large discrepancies between judges last night. There's been a lot of that night, lately, hasn't there for obviously. Sure <laughs> has. <laughs> um but you could tell the emotions after her that that was her last time uh and Auburn's first ever national champion in gymnastics um and really her freshman year so has seen it makes you think about those KT Harrell type yeah. types that, that really saw the groundwork being laid and have now seen kind of where all it's gone, but she's been there for every part of it. Um, and so that, it's awesome to send her out like that. And, and I really hope they get some more wins for her and the rest of the group. I think that's a pretty good comparison, but I would throw more if we're going to use those basketball type comparisons, maybe a Chuma Okiki, where you know he he reached the pinnacle. Darian, you know, if she was doing Olympic competing, I just think feel like she'd be out there. You know, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm not a pro in analyzing Olympic gymnastics capabilities, but I feel like she could be up there in, in some of the best of the best of our of our country to offer. So, regardless of what you think about 
what level they can and can't compete at, we will miss so many of these people. And uh, and lieu of missing out on a few names, obviously we all the seniors, so uh, Suni Lee as well. But it's been a fun gymnastics season with still a little bit to go here, and we'll just sit and watch and see. Maybe a little bit of magic happens at the end of the year. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let's move on and talk about March Madness, though. And there is Mm. plenty to discuss. We will try to fit it into one segment, but I have the stinking suspicion, Austin, that you and I will want to talk about this for quite some time tonight. Um, To start off, obviously, let me give the news. and Most everybody knows this, especially if you're listening on the audio podcast. Auburn has made March Madness again as a nine seed. I think probably that's where most people felt like they would fall into facing Iowa on Thursday at 5.50 Central Time in what we call the Birmingham Regional. But um, what, what is it, round two? I'm, I'm like session two of those yeah, particular games there. Good luck finding tip- tickets if you haven't already. I mean, you can find them. You're just going to pay a pretty penny for them. I, I did. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what's on the table for us right now, specific to Auburn. Let me ask you. Did you in any way have legitimate concerns that Auburn was not going to make this tournament? Oh, not make the turn, not make the 68 at, at all. all. No, no, uh, I did not have any concerns. I think as we talked about, and as many mentioned last Saturday, when Auburn got the win at Tennessee, uh, it, it did, it did them well, uh, that, that all but locked it in. As long as they didn't get go get their brains beat out in the SEC tournament, I don't think there was going to be any even questioning. Um, they did not get their brains beat out. Uh, we're going to gloss over the first round loss for Auburn in the SEC tournament, but an incredible fight by the team and just another heartbreaking close loss. So that uh, this is par for the course around here this year. We're going to talk about happy uh, things here, you know. <laughs> right, right. But I I did not think that Auburn was going to miss the tournament. They'd done enough. Every, every metric and nerd stat you want to pull out, they had it. They were in um, when you compare resumes. At this point, it was all about seating and location. And every, like you said, nine was about where everyone had them. Eight to ten was kind of the the ceiling and floor. Um, but, Kyle, all I cared about was the location once it was talked about that Auburn might go to Birmingham. And obviously two hours up the road um, – that was all that mattered at that point because you create, it doesn't matter what seed you are, you create a home court advantage when you bring the jungle to Bartow Arena. Um, and so I'm thrilled it's in Birmingham. I'm Legacy from Birmingham. Arena, not Bartow, and just to clarify. I'm we, sorry. Yes, we were talking we, about Bartow earlier. That's just what cl- I knew plays. somebody would get confused. So I just want to clarify. I knew Thank what you, you meant. Thank you for saying that. Thank you yeah. for saying that. <laughs> Legacy Arena is where they'll be this week. Um, and so I, I can't wait. I, didn't get I that. love that it's going to be. Birmingham for Auburn. I love that it's going to be Birmingham for Alabama, truthfully, because I'm, I'm the city is going to get tons and tons of business for this, and and that's what you hope for. So I hope Auburn fans pack it out. It's the yeah. five fifty game. You can get off work and head that way. 
it's it could not have been a better draw for Auburn. Yeah, Let, let's dive, let's do that for uh, this first segment here of discussing this because, like I said, we we probably plan to do two of these. Let's talk about like maybe the logistics of all this, the, the outside of the game, and what's going to happen with it going forward. If we want to offer some predictions at some point, we can. But let, let's focus in on this because, for me, it's not shocking that Auburn found its way into a regional in Birmingham. Um, I was discussing this with someone in the very brief uh, reaction live stream we did after the news broke about people know that Auburn travels well. And that affects sometimes, I'm not saying it did here, but I would be, I wouldn't be shocked if there were decisions that were worked in such a way, knowing where they were going to maximize profits. You give Auburn fans a reason to come somewhere. We found this in every sport. We've talked about it here on the show a number of times. They will show up and in droves and spend money and to support either a athletic program specifically that's currently participating or someone from the Auburn family, AKA Jabari Smith in the NBA or Sonny DeShera up in Huntsville. There's a reason that like bowl season, right? It's no shock sometimes the bowls that Auburn, if they're eligible, go somewhere. Do you think any of that was at play with this in, in your mind, or am I just kind of making something up here? I, I think it's definitely a factor that could be moved in. I think a lot of this is probably done, um, you know, with with how the dominoes fall. Auburn right. is in Houston's region, uh, or yes, Houston's region. Uh, the other option that looked like Auburn might get was Kansas, um, and that would have put them a little bit further um, up in the Midwest area. That is the region there in the Midwest. And so um, of the, the two options I kept seeing were Auburn as an 8-9, still playing Iowa, in Des Moines, Iowa, oh or gosh, in Birmingham, Alabama. <laughs> and, I mean, those are very similar. When it's an 8-9 matchup like that, it's a toss-up, right? Those are those are see, overall seeds within two to three of each other. And so when you look at the fact that they didn't get put in Kansas's region, I think that that's the first domino that falls. And then you see, are they going to, are we going to put Auburn and Iowa in Des Moines or Auburn and Iowa in Birmingham? Well, they went with Birmingham. So I think a lot of what you're saying has checks out there. And um, I don't know if that means they're favoring Auburn or not. I think truthfully, it's just a matter of capitalism and in, in, a, in a small, I, I, I don't think sense. it has anything to do with Auburn. I think it has all to do with capitalism. Like you just said, I think, yeah. it's, it, but, but because they know Auburn people will come. And if you right. give them a ease of access to it. And that, and here's the thing is this does in no way, in no way mean Auburn's winning this game. Oh, no. And it certainly helps. But if, if you're an Auburn fan believing that's a shoe in, you have not been watching very long. Um, Auburn is it. This will be a, a great game. It'll be yeah. competitive. It'll be very balanced. Um, and we'll see be. if Auburn can pull it out. But. Um, it's certainly set up for them to be in Birmingham with Houston being the next game. If they can get there, Houston being banged up. I mean, Auburn magic might be, uh, might be working its ways in here. The only concern I have is that makes too much sense. And I'm not trying to like, go oh, yeah. give us, you know, like to me, the 2019 run didn't make any sense. Like, yeah. When does Auburn run through Kansas, North Carolina, Kentucky, to get to the final four and just knocking off blue blood after blue blood. It would, 
like I'm not trying to be a, a pessimist and a Debbie Downer here, but it just seems like it's too, setting up too well for Auburn. Now, I'm not complaining. I want every opportunity to fall our way. Playing in Birmingham, check. Uh, playing an Iowa team that literally can be just as hot as cold as us, check. Playing a yep. uh, Houston team that's maybe missing some key players, check. I, I will take that. I'm excited for what's going to happen this weekend in Birmingham. A, because it's it's literally two and a half hours from where I will be heading there. I've already got the tickets, as I've said. Uh, going to be in there for session two. I'm going to – I really want to stay for the other game too, but I kind of have this thing where I need to do a post-game show and stuff, so I don't know how <laughs> that's going to work out. By the way, as, as just a reminder, we'll do it one more time for the show's end. Our bracket challenge contest is live right now. Uh, go to the tournament challenge app on for ESPN. Look up the group E2C Network uh, twenty E2C Network two thousand twenty three, and you can sign up there for a fifty dollar e gift card from Alumni Hall. They are Woo! huge supporters of this this year, and we appreciate them so much. We'll be talking more about them and doing a, a, a prediction show probably Monday night. So if you heard this after the fact, I'm sorry, but you can go watch the replay. Anyway, back to this to round out this part of the discussion. The other angle of this is the other side of the state. Alabama will also <laughs> be competing in Birmingham, not in the same bracket, not in the same, in the same region location, but not even the same region Correct. part of the bracket. But for what a whole weekend, Auburn, Alabama fans are taking over Birmingham. It is literally like we have gone back to the Iron Bowl days. Well, it is the Mecca. Yeah, Auburn and Alabama fans taking over Birmingham. The key word there is Auburn and because it's always taken over by Alabama fans, but which is why we got that game out of that city. I digress. <laughs> we're back. We're back in the same arena. And like you said, Alabama, the number one overall seed. They'll be the number one seed in the South region. Auburn's in the Midwest. So no, none of these games mean they're going to end up playing each other. Um, but it certainly gives an opportunity. They'll be in different sessions. Auburn's in session two for ticketing purposes, for those still wondering. It gives an opportunity, though, for fans to kind of, if let's say you bought both sessions for Birmingham. Birmingham's been trying to sell these tickets for a year now before any of us had any idea what who what games or what teams would be coming in today. Let's say you have both sessions. I mean, I'm just saying if you want to stick around for that Alabama game, who's at 145, by the way, during the workday on a Thursday, another luck of the draw for Auburn. I mean, if you want to stick in there, I, I'm sure you could find a Texas A&M Chris Commerce t-shirt or whoever the heck they're going to be playing. <laughs> Hell I'm down, sure don't you hurt yourself find trying to one. say that. <laughs> yeah, it's whoever the play-in game. They're going to get throttled. Uh, but I'm sure they'd be happy to have your support. Um, I'm sure that, you know, West Virginia is on is who that – West Virginia and Maryland is who Alabama might play, Kyle, and we know all about West Virginia mm -hmm. and the shooters they have. I'm just saying, if you wanted to use your tickets wisely that you may accidentally have gotten for session one or you may have both, I, I think that would be your Auburn du duty to uh, – to make sure they don't go to waste. Listen, uh, you got opportunities, man. It, it's is never, I don't think it's ever happened. I shouldn't say it's ever happened this way. You know, anything like that? Has it ever happened where Auburn oh, got to gosh. play in Birmingham? That's a Clint I, Richardson question. I, I, I'm well, I mean, yes, but not in the NCAA tournament. 
Yeah. Well, that that's what I was getting at. So we'll right. we'll uh, leave that out there for anybody who wants to look that up or Clint himself if he if he wants to f- see this and figure that out, Mr. History Buff. But regardless, the lead up to this game, the setup is beautiful, is magnificent, even during a tumultuous year for Auburn basketball. I'm super excited for it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But now let's transition to this. Let's start actually talking about the game, the bracket a little bit itself. We alluded to it already in our final segment here about what we think might happen. What does it look like for Auburn? A lot of people are already predicting we're going to make another magical run simply because of what the matchup looks like itself. You already alluded to yourself, and and we've had people pre-show that hang out with us um, that have mentioned, you know, things like, Houston, who they would have to probably eventually see if they won first game against Iowa, has got some injuries and things like that. It couldn't set up any better. So does that worry you, Austin, that the setup for it seems too convenient? Does that concern you, or are you just like thriving in the fact that we couldn't have gotten a better draw? Uh, right now I'm thriving in the fact we couldn't have gotten a better draw just because that, that those things don't happen to Auburn, <laughs> typically. And so I'm I'm thrilled right now. We're in Birmingham. I'm thrilled we're at a great time. Um, I'm thrilled that we're going to be able to pack the arena and Iowa is just going to feel like, how did we end up here? But I was like, we just left a cornfield and now we're here. Exactly. I mean, it's just going to be like, you know, they're excited. They're in the tournament and playing in a first round matchup, but it's just kind of like, Oh, well, why don't we just actually go play down there in Neville arena? Um, But I think that it sets up really, really well, right? Like it is okay to be optimistic about that because it it's true. Auburn still has to make the shots. Auburn still has to play good defense and get the ball in the hole. But on the court, all those things still have to happen. But all the things outside are set up well for Auburn to figure out in a tumultuous year, in a down year, as some are saying, in a negative tone, which, by the way, a down year nowadays for Auburn basketball means, oh, you're still making the NCAA tournament. Let's yep. not let, ever let that get lost on us. Um, they can have a chance to beat Iowa. They can have a chance to beat Houston. And then, you know, there's a bunch of things that have to happen. But let's say they end up with something like Miami in the Sweet 16, a revenge game from last year. Um, just all the things that could possibly go right look like they can be lined up for Auburn. And so I think that that's exciting. I think we should be happy about it. Take it one game at a time. Right. Um, if if Auburn doesn't win against Iowa, all that is for naught. So there's no sense in banking on any of that or looking forward to it. Just Auburn is in the NCAA tournament. That's still a statement that surprises a lot of uh, many of us. Auburn is in the NCAA tournament. Take joy in it. And, and we'll just see what happens. I did want to tell you one thing, Kyle, that a, a good friend of mine, Brooks Childress told me earlier today, the past four times Auburn has been in the NCAA tournament, they have lost to an ACC team with a shade of orange. Now, you can take that however you want because Mm. Syracuse in 2003 was not in the ACC at the time they are now. But if you want to count them, 
is Syracuse, Clemson, Virginia, and Miami. Well, the only way that can happen in Auburn's region again is losing to Miami. So I think they're going to the Sweet 16. Just from that alone, that's that's what you're operating off of. <laughs> I, I mean, people have filled out their brackets for much worse. Kyle. Yeah, I, at the moment I said that, I was sitting there thinking of some people I'd help. <laughs> like, there, I'm not gonna. She'd never watch the show, but there was a person at my former employer that you know I I got the whole office into March Madness. Oh yeah, and I, I I said, look, y'all have a choice. You're filling out brackets. I just hand it to him to start filling out. She's like, all right, fine, I'll do it. But tell me what each mascot is, and I'm gonna pick. Oh yeah, mask. And so literally, it was just based off what the mascot was and and she did not pick auburn despite me because she knew it would mess that's how that's how emily i think that's how i first got her to do her first bracket is the mascots or the colors it was one of the two and uh she ended up liking the colors of the most and i think she's always done better than me in the bracket challenge especially on e2c's the frustrating thing is it's always the people who have no offense absolutely no, no business even going far because they just did something like that but that's the fun of it too because like if you yes. do nail it you it just it's this great feeling i will never forget i i think it was three seasons ago no that would be the covid year so maybe it was the one right before auburn's magical run i got almost out of the entire first round unscathed until the last two games and i took two wow. in a row and I was like, that would have been the biggest. But when I made it out of the first day unscathed, and I and I called some big upsets, like I'm talking major upsets. I was like, oh, this is the year for me. <laughs> and it wasn't. It, it, it got much worse after that point. But anyway, on our bracket prediction show, which we're probably going to do Monday night, uh, hope you guys can join us live there, here on YouTube. Um, we will break down some of that. I'll give you, you – obviously take any advice I give you with a grain of salt because obviously I haven't won it all yet. Uh, but I have a few key things that I will tell you there to not count on, to count on. Most of you that have been watching this channel for some time will be able to repeat those verbatim because I'm sure I am like a record that does not ever skip. <laughs> or I guess does skip and stays on the same points time and time again. All right, Auburn, Iowa, um, obviously eight versus nine. That one is expected to be a toss-up, at least in seeding, in the speculation game, simply by the seeding alone. You know, they're the two dead middle seeds. It really could go either way. Do you even consider it an upset, Austin, if Iowa loses to Auburn? Oh, no, I don't. The the 8-9, I've never considered the 9 being the 8 an upset. I know. I think probably when you hear about the stats of how many first-round upsets, that'll get included. But I think those are two so similar. Their records are normally a game off of each other, if not the exact same. Um, so I don't. Do you? I, I would not, in some cases, it depends on who the eight and the nine is. Sometimes you'll get some of these uh, mid-major teams that really sure. have an upstart year and they didn't have enough happen for them to get ranked much higher. And then you, they find themselves against maybe a ACC team that has had a rough year, but it's still an ACC team. And then it's like, oh, that's that would be an upset if that sure. happened. Uh, this one, Iowa, Auburn, two, you know, mid, uh, two major sec and big 10 programs both have had success in recent years this one just seems to me like it's made for a really good matchup in the first round would you care to offer a prediction early on oh. how, how are you feeling right now about it i i, I do think auburn's gonna win uh, i think Bir- i really think birmingham is gonna be a major game changer for them if this game's in des moines i don't feel as great about it right um 
I think Auburn's going to have to make shots. That is just what it's going to come down to. Ole Miss or uh, Ole Miss. What in the world? What are you talking about? Iowa. Poor Ole Miss can't even keep a coach, much less the make the tournament this year. I don't care at all about Ole Miss. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Iowa. Iowa has a great offense um, and, and a streaky defense. And so it's going to be a matter – it's for Auburn's defense to, to combat with their offense and Auburn to make shots when it counts. And this is bare minimum. This is when it counts. This is yes. win or go home. Um, and so it, here's, the, here's their shot. But I think Auburn's going to get to that game. I think they're going to get to play Houston the next on Saturday. And then it's just a matter of who's got more magic and who, who can last the longest in March. And so uh, it's, it's going to be awesome. Um, quick kind of scenarios based off what you said there. You said if it was in Des Moines, maybe it's favored for Iowa. Let's just take it to Los Angeles. If the game is held in LA, who wins? Uh, I'd probably still pick Iowa, honestly. I, I, uh, I just, think, yeah, I think I would too, to be honest. Just because of Auburn's struggles on the road. Um, you know, something we haven't mentioned, Auburn's, Auburn's played in this arena before, you know, like, it's not like they're going to Birmingham and that's, what's going to get them. Cause they're going to be a bunch of fans there. Like we play in this arena every year, just about mm-hmm. before we start going to Atlanta for this, the showdown or the hoops giving thing. Uh, Auburn's Bruce Burrow's coached in this arena. Players have played in this arena. Like this is going to be a familiar territory for them. A lot of these right kids have still been in the NCAA tournament. There's really not even that much of like a, um, a, an unawareness of, of what the tournament is like for them. Um, yeah. I'm not, I'm not super concerned about the atmosphere being too much for them. It's just a matter of, can they make shots when it counts? Cause you could say all those things the same for NCAA tournament, I mean the SEC tournament in Nashville. Um, they've all played there before. Yeah. Um, but, but, I think Birmingham and the Auburn contingency will help them get that first round win. As opposed to us ending on a, how far do they go prediction? Cause I know you still want to think on brackets and situations and stuff. Percentage confidence from you that Auburn can, cause let's, let's play this out here. Let's say they do beat Iowa. If everything goes chalk, you would expect them to face Houston uh, in the next round in Birmingham still. Um, after that, you're probably looking at running into an Indiana or a Miami in the Sweet 16. I don't know that I can comfortably even make a prediction after that point just because those are some challenging teams coming up. But if I was to say to you, your percentage confidence that Auburn makes the Sweet 16, what do you think? Oh, that Auburn makes the Sweet 16. So we're giving them – that'd be a win against Two Houston. wins. And, they get and two Iowa. wins. Yeah. Uh, um. I don't know what number. I'm going to say less than 50%, but I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe like 33-ish, like a third. I don't know. I don't I, – that Houston – I mean, Houston's a one seed. I know they've got some injuries and in that they struggled with uh, Memphis. They got blown out by Memphis, but – we did too, kind of. We did, but Houston's a one seed. You know, like they've – that's a that's a team of players. Um, I think Auburn could win. Anything could happen in March. That's the that's the glory of it, right? Yeah. Um, but I mean, I think you still have to be nervous about that. And you can guarantee uh, all but one, one seed has made the second round. Uh, so I think you can guarantee Houston in, in the second round of Auburn's potential third round of 32 opponent. Um, but I don't, it'd be tough to get to the sweet 16. I, I would love that. Regardless, it, this is going to be a fun one. Uh, good matchups, good location, 
uh, I have a special feeling for some reason, and I didn't, you know, everyone feels special about the March Madness every year because it's that fun. St. Peter's was the Cinderella last year, and I, like I had a ball with that. But I don't know. I just got this feeling there's going to be a special March Madness this year. Uh, I hope that special means that we're watching Alabama fall flat on their face <laughs> as the number one all overall seed. We're all wishing and hoping for that. The likelihood of it's happened is probably low, but uh, there's a lot to follow within Auburn, a lot to follow in March Madness outside of Auburn. We're just happy that we're in it. Auburn versus Iowa coming up, and we're excited to talk about it on the next episode of the Auburn Experience Podcast. But we thank you so much for tuning into this episode, hanging out with us. Spend some time talking about all these different things. Austin, on the way out, where can they find you? Austin G. Scott. You can find me uh, anytime on Twitter or Instagram. You can find me on Twitter at Kyle Loomis 24. Be sure to sign up for that bracket challenge contest to win that $50 e gift card from Alumni Hall. Don't miss out on that. E2C Network 2013 is the group you want in the ESPN app. There will be details. 2020. 2023 not 13 did i say 13 <laughs> you did what did you say you messed up earlier too so you know i said barto arena i didn't get the whole day ah, 2023 <laughs> and that's the way we're going to end this show hopefully i'm getting out all the flubs so harvard doesn't have a flub when they go out there on the court on thursday sure. yeah no we'll go with that thank you guys so much for tuning in today until we talk to you again war eagle war eagle